Hey guys. <clears throat> hey guys, this is the Supernaturalist Podcast Show. My name is Darren Stott, lead pastor of Seattle Revival Center, author of a book called Pattern Interrupt, and founder of Supernaturalist Ministries. This podcast exists to connect, equip, and promote emerging supernaturalists on a global level. And I trust that that's why you're listening, that it's your desire to see God's kingdom come, his will be done, established through your daily contribution. It's such an honor to have you listening to the show today. If you haven't done so, please take a second or two to leave a review on iTunes. To do that, created a link to get you there. It's thedarenshow.com. That's thedarenshow.com. As you know, reviews are iTunes' way of aggregating the gold amongst the plethora of chaos that's being created uh, on uh, from so many different podcasts right now. Um, so if you would leave that review, that would help us, that would help iTunes aggregate us and pull us to the surface. May the gold rise. That's our prayer. So for the so many of you that have already done this, I just want to say thank you. You guys have been so generous with your words of affection towards this podcast. You guys are amazing. You guys are epic. And I want to give you a high five. High five. Hi. All right. So now let's dive into today's podcast. This is an interview that I did with Tyler Johnson. If you haven't heard of Tyler Johnson, he's an emerging apostolic voice within the church today. He does conference and does um, events literally worldwide. In fact, this is where it gets pretty cool. He has more than 60 dead raising teams. You say, what? Yes, that's right. I said it. Dead raising teams. In fact, that even inspired a documentary called, are you ready for this? Dead Razor. Yeah, Dead Razor, which is pretty cool. So um, in this podcast, um, I ask him a bunch of questions. We dive into it. This is actually our first time uh, getting to chat. And this is also pretty cool because um, tonight, uh, September 13th, 2018, Tyler Johnson is kicking off our conference, the Apple of His Eye Gathering 2. So that all launches tonight. Super excited to get to hang out with this guy. And I'm honored to be able to introduce him to you today on this podcast. So without any further ado, let's dive into this interview with Tyler Johnson, right here, right now, on the Supernaturalist Podcast Show. Let's go. Connecting, equipping, and promoting emerging supernaturalists. <laughs> even created for such a time as this. All right, and here we go. <laughs> there is more. He said, what? And Tyler, what up? What's up, man? This is this is going down. It's such an honor to, to have you on the show, dude. I'm I'm stoked to be here. It's cool. And you know, it's cool, man. Is that you're actually coming into Seattle? You're going to be at Seattle Revival Center um, here in about a month uh, for the Apple of His Eye conference with uh, Godfrey Bertil and and uh, John Scotland. And you're going to be here bringing it, man. So we're going to be hanging out together and drinking coffee and drinking apple wine and just going for it, dude. It's it's gonna be drunk, <laughs> dude. Dude, it's it's gonna be going down. And um, and listen, for those of you online and on the on the listening to the radio that are just hearing about this now, and you're like, whoa, what? Yeah, September thirteenth through the fifteenth. Um, put it on your day timers because it's it's gonna be it's gonna be amazing. Now, Tyler, I just I just want to d- dive in right into because um, I'm sure when I was saying words like dead razor people listening were like, whoa, 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 hold up, hold up, hold up. Did he just say 
praying for dead people with the intent uh, for resurrection. Now, people are probably like, what, what, is, what is this all about? And so, Tyler, what is that all about? Yeah, man. People get kind of some weird pictures in their mind. They're probably thinking of zombies and all kinds of weird stuff. We totally, <laughs> we totally get that. You know, we understand. But, you know, uh, the whole belief system uh, of, say, Christianity is, is based on the fact that one man was actually raised from the dead after three days. And uh, so, we believe that, that God's still in the business of actually being able to take someone that has died and bring them back to life, not some zombie state life, but actual real uh, real life, you know, Jesus called Lazarus out of the grave. And so we believe that, that God can give life to, to all things and, um, that he even commanded and his, uh, his followers to, to do that, to raise the dead. And so we've had, um, about 20 people, um, get raised from the dead. We've, we've prayed for, hold on, hold on, hold on. Did you say you've seen that you guys have seen 20 people, Our teams, your teams, Our teams ha- have actually yeah. seen, 20 people that were literally dead come back to life we just had our 20th a month ago yeah dude can you like tell us can you tell us one of those stories like tell us yeah, one of, know, tell, were, tell us one of the crazy ones like one of those okay ones. my favorite i'll do this quick because it's a long glorious story but <laughs> right. my uh my favorite was was um we began to believe that kids could do this stuff that like, you don't have to be, you know, some spiritual person for 20 years before you can actually do miracles. And, uh, so we started praying for our kids that they would be able to manifest miracles and, um, even raise the dead. Uh, and so when my son, my firstborn was born, I took him in my arms and I prayed that he would, uh, raise the dead before he was five years old. So when he was three and a half, um, I got a phone call from a friend and he was out in the garden with his mom and he looked at his mom and said, mommy, I need to go spend some time with Jesus. He's three and a half, dude. <laughs> so I'm in my office Perfectly and I get a normal. phone call. Mother, yeah, totally mother normal, right? I need to leave you to go hang out <laughs> yeah. with Jesus for a second. Yeah. Okay, son. That right? Yeah. <laughs> So I'm in my office and I get the phone call and it's my friend. And he tells me that his dad had just had a massive heart attack, um, likely died when the the heart attack happened. But he also was in a vehicle, wrecked his car. Um, He's now standing over his dad's body. And uh, he says, you know, I believe that God can do a miracle. Will you pray? So I'm thinking I need to go jump in my car um, and drive up to Seattle, you know, a couple hours away. And he says, no, why don't you guys just pray over the phone? Um, so Joshua jumps up on my lap and I start praying, dude. And there's, it, it's, there's nothing, no anointing, no, wow. no shing ding, wow. no glory wow. is, wow. you know, Joshua opens his mouth and for the first time in his life without ever reading about it, obviously he couldn't read his three and a half. Uh, no one had told him about it. He just starts speaking in tongues for the first time in his life. Uh, and I just start to weep because I'm overcome by the fact that he's doing that. Um, and when he begins to pray, a shift happened in the room. It was like the, everything shifted in the room, like something stepped like that, like an invisible being stepped into the room. You could feel the presence of something, you know, like someone unzipped one realm and stepped into ours, you know? And, And like, um, he prayed for probably like 40 seconds and then his, you know, he's just, he stopped suddenly and it was so thick in the room (laughs) that I thought, I was going to be surprised if he wasn't raised from the dead because it was just so powerful. 
So I said, is he up? Is he walking around? Is he breathing? He said, no. So I was like, dang, man. Well, I think that, you know, the miracle just got released. And he said, yeah, I felt that. I, I believe that too. And I said, dude, if we think that the miracle is released, then if we continue to pray, it'd be unbelief. And uh, so we stopped praying. Like in faith, we stopped praying. Wow. Yeah, come on. That's good. <laughs> and uh, we just dropped it. Like, cause you know, I don't know about you, dude, but like I've done the whole like, like uh, what do you call it? Like, um, I don't know. I've, I've done types of prayer where like, it's not from a place of rest, you know, like I've done the striving, you know, and it just wears you out, you know? And so we just, we were like, no, we just can't, we can't do that. So we're just going to rest. And so like, he went back out into the garden with his mom and I just went about my work for that day and we just did our thing. And like, I didn't hear anything from him the whole day. The next morning I woke up to a text on my phone and he said, you need to, you need to call me. And so, uh, I give him a call, you know, I was, I was worried, like, you know, what happened? Did they take his organs? What's, you know, what's wrong? And, uh, and he said, dude, um, you wouldn't believe what happened this morning. I got a phone call at four in the morning and the, um, the nurse told me to come to the hospital. He went to the hospital, dude. And his dad was walking around in the hospital. Dude, that's, that's insane. That's incredible. It was it was one of the best moments of our life for sure. That's incredible. Man, I love dude, that. Dude, I, I met the guy. He came to one of our events and he gave me a hug. It was crazy. Man, I love that. And like and so, man, so they've made they've made this movie off of you because like apparently you were like you've you you got into this whole thing of establishing DRTs, which yeah, are dead which, raising teams. Which are yeah. literal you, you if you guys are just joining us right now. I have Tyler Johnson with us, uh, uh, joining us on the show, and yes, you've heard that right. We are talking about dead raising and dead raising teams, and that this kind of stuff is actually happening on the earth. We're not talking in just like in Africa and India and Mexico, because we've heard those stories, but this stuff is actually happening in Seattle and in the Pacific Northwest. And so I'm just catching you up, just in case you got onto the show uh, late here, but bro, like catch us up, man. Like, so how did you, how did this whole thing begin with like, with like establishing dead raising teams? Yeah. I mean, dude, you want the honest truth? No. <laughs> <laughs> Cause you know, all this, all this sounds so like glorious and awesome, but this all, it all began with my own dad dying in my arms. Like he died in 2002 of a heart attack. And like, uh, when it happened, it was super traumatic and like, it was, it was just, it was the worst man. And wow. I, you know, the, the answers that the church gave me in the midst of my pain and my depression and my, and my desire to kill myself, everything, the answers the church gave me fell short. I mean, they were like, you know, God took him, this was his plan for his life. And I was like, that is a bunch of BS, man. That, that's, that stinks of religion. I don't like that, you know? And, um, I began to look into the Bible and read that God actually would give life that the enemy comes to steal, kill and destroy, but God brings life and life abundant. So I, you know, I began to listen to people that were actually walking out this abundant life. People like David Hogan, you know, and Heidi Baker, these different, you know, crazy wild, you know, people. And, um, so we just began to, I just, I just got this innocent faith to begin to like try. So like I began to, you know, pull over at car accidents and ask if I could pray for the person whether they were dead, whether they were dead or alive. You know, I went to my funeral home and wrote him a, a letter and said, "Can I come in and pray for the dead?" You know, and uh, you know, I I was just trying, I was just going for it. And before I knew it, like someone in the emergency um, 
the emergency department of Mason County issued us a card that allowed me to get into car accidents. Like it has the state Washington <laughs> state seal on it. Like, really? yeah, dude, I got, I got full access. I could do whatever I needed to do. And so I because became aren't they like, aren't they like super, stuff. like, don't they have to be like super cautious with like, just like <laughs> privacy and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, probably. I mean, they didn't have any kind of category for me. Like I didn't fit into anything, you know, and they knew that all I was going to do is go pray for people. So they thought about putting chaplain on the car, but they actually just wrote down DRT lead. (laughs) (laughs) It's on the card. That's incredible. Yeah. So, you know, it's like you step out, you're going to get doors opened. You know, if you knock long enough, the doors will open and, and pretty soon we began to get connected with other people in the state that, that believed what the Bible actually taught that, we could do this, you know, that we could go for it. And, um, before we knew it, we had someone raised from the dead at a beach by two of our, two of our team members, a mother and a son and a guy that had drowned. And from that point on, it just, it just continued. And then we realized that like, nobody was teaching people. Like everyone thought it was weird and crazy that we were doing it. And we're like, dude, it's in the, it's right here. Like it's in the Bible, it's red letters. Yeah, but it's not literal. It's metaphorical. Like, right? Right. That's what, that's the what they sick, say, right? Metaphorically. Yeah. <laughs> cast Jesus out demons. Metaphorically. metaphorically. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, you know, and we caught a lot of flack for it, dude. And we still do. People still write us hate mail and stuff, you know, and people make fun of us and everything. It, it really doesn't bother me because, like, there's been families that have got their loved ones back. Like, there's people that have experienced a breakthrough because of this, the same breakthrough that I wish someone had brought me and my dad died. And that kind of makes it all worth it. Like, uh, wow. It just makes it worth it. And like, love looks like something, you know, like it doesn't just look like a pat on the back. Like it, it looks like power too. And so, um, we're still going for it. You know, we just had, um, two dudes got raised from the dead. I mean, you could say raised from the dead. These guys were, they were dead, but their bodies were on uh, life support. Like the, the machines were breathing for them and pumping their hearts. And it looked dim. They'd been like that for a while. And this guy that heard the teachings, man, he went in there. His name is Johan. He's this black dude over on the East Coast in Georgia. And he went in there, man, and prayed for these guys. And by the end of the day, those guys were up laughing, walking around the room. Like he just, it's just, you know, resurrection power is real. Like Jesus is real. And, uh, he loves to, uh, make people well. So, man, that's incredible. That's incredible. So how many teams you got actually, uh, out there doing this stuff? So we, we probably have, I mean, we've, we've trained a ton of teams, but like active teams, I would say I could bank on like 60 at this point, 60 60, to 70, 60 to 70 dead raising teams. Yeah. But we've been doing trainings for like a decade, you know, we've been doing this for a while and they're like, they're all over the place. Like. Yeah, we've got some in like the Netherlands. We've got some in one in Nigeria. We have them, you know, overseas and stuff too. But I'd say the majority of them are in the states. So, man, that's incredible. So, like, so what happened with this whole documentary? Like, how did that go down? It was good. Um, just me and some dudes that some other guys that believed for it. Because um, that was about what, like, like three or four years ago that came out. Is that right? Yeah, that's close. It was. It, was, it came out in October 2013. Okay. And um, we basically just. Uh, we just taped a bit of our lives and talked about the things that we were doing. And, um, you know, at, at one point, one of the dudes goes for it on tape with, uh, with someone that had died. The person wasn't raised, but you know, it was cool because it really brought a lot of believers in the body of Christ, like to aware, 
you know, that there's people going for it, that there's a Minuteman army out there ready at any point. You know, if someone dies, you can call, you know, you can email and we'll, we'll try to come pray. You know, we're, we're sending teams out all the time. I sent a team out yesterday um, to pray for someone whose son had just drowned a few days ago in Tacoma. Wow. So we're always, we're always, we always want to be there and be with the broken, you know, and stand with families, especially if, if they, if they want us to pray, you know, we're, we're going to pray, you know, and uh, we try to just love on them. We pray. We don't make any promises, but we just want to be with people in their time of need, you know? Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Now, for everyone listening right now, I'm going to give you our number, our phone number, so you can actually call in and perhaps uh, perhaps you have some questions um, for Tyler Johnson, um, or perhaps you're just like, I don't really know, you know, and uh, and you want and you got a question or something, uh, you know. Hey, skeptics, welcome! Isn't that like? I Come think that's on. like a slogan for something. Skeptics, welcome! I don't know, that's but good. but let me give you our uh, our phone number here, okay? So grab a pen, uh, write this down. It's one triple eight two nine eight KKNW. Okay, that's one triple eight two nine eight five five six nine so feel free to call in now tyler like you're like you're just like going after the stuff man like they're like you're really big on just like this very real kind of supernatural realm of heaven actually manifesting into into this realm we see this like in all these different marvel movies where portals open up and things in other dimensions actually come into this dimension usually it's some sort of like alien or some sort of like 20 eyed demon comes in and Captain America has to throw it, throw a shield at it or something. But like you're, you're seeing like, you're seeing like the opposite. Like you're seeing good things come from heaven through portals that are actually like manifesting in, in this time and space. And, um, and people call these different things glory manifestations or so, bro, like, before we even go into a commercial break, let's transition and just even go into some of the stuff that you're actually seeing right now. Yeah, that's good. I mean, we recently we've been having these manifestations of feathers falling in meetings. It doesn't feathers? happen every time. Yeah, feathers. Okay. And um, <laughs> like they're not near air vents. They're not, you know, it's not like someone's dropping. It just, they pop, they like manifest in the air. Okay. Float down. So. Um, How big are they? Are they like, Big like peacock feathers, like <laughs> no, I wish that'd be sweet. That would be sweet. Uh, like eyeballs in them. <laughs> yeah, right. Some of them are pretty small, but I'd say the biggest one is probably about an inch long. They're not huge. Um, That's amazing. Yeah, and it's it's comforting because you know that you know something supernatural is happening. You know, you've got heavenly activity. You know, and that's I love I love that. It's awesome. So is that like angel feathers or something or like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I guess some people would say that. I don't really know what it is. Um, but a lot of the time people, when that happens, if you start praying for healing, like if you start releasing healing over people, people's there's an increase in, uh, in healing. Wow. So, wow. so you're seeing, that. you're seeing feathers, you're seeing actual healing, like miracles come to people's bodies, that kind of thing. Yeah, it's awesome because when those things happen, there's a presence of something supernatural in the room, and you can they can begin to get healed without anyone even praying for them. Like it could just start taking place in the room. I love it. Wow, it's awesome. wow! So like it builds faith. Like people, totally. It's easier to to actually believe when when stuff starts when you start to actually see stuff with your eyes. Yeah, that's a good way to say it. That's that's good. What else, man? Like what 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 other kind of things are you are you are you guys seeing? Yeah, man, we had. We had this guy, David Hogan. Some of you guys listening might know who he is. He came in about February, and at one point, he we were just we were just uh, soaking in the presence, and 
he was he was just standing there and I opened up my eyes and uh, I, I watched in the air over his right shoulder I watched um, a, like a diamond like materialize in the air and fall to the ground <laughs> and I was like what was that <laughs> you know um, and I've I've heard about this stuff before but I think something about that made me hungry for it like I was like I want to experience that so I began to ask for that and since then I don't know how many we've had show up but we've had like these um gemstones show up from heaven like like uh angels come and drop them off and um in fact i'm going to michigan what tomorrow and the dude just emailed me and was like will you bring some of the gemstones that that god's dropped off lately so we're gonna i'm gonna take some of them with me but um you know people ask like what's the point of that and i'm like i don't know because it's fun like is that, isn't that good enough like you know people are like you're gonna sell it <laughs> <laughs> right. you're gonna sell them and right. feed orphans in africa and i'm like uh i guess i could but you know why do we need a greater reason other than the fact that god's fun you're like, like that's okay. you're like hey when you sell your big screen tv and feed orphans right? in africa i'll sell some of these gemstones <laughs> right uh, yeah <laughs> <Good> so, <laughs> it's it's been pretty amazing it's 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 blown my mind wow it's blown my kids mind i mean they they've been getting them so um yeah, it's it's beautiful, man. I love it, Tyler. Man, th- 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 this is amazing, and and um, man, I also just want to uh, uh, chat with you here in a little bit uh, regarding just some of the stuff that you're like meditating on, some of the stuff that you're just kind of thinking on and kind of going after right now, because there's certainly a lot of of uh, shift and change within the church, and that's what I love about this show is it's kind of exposing people to. Um, to what's actually taking place within the Christian church. Like, you know, like, and, and what's also really cool is that um, people might say, well, you guys are just fringe. You guys are just kind of like on the fringe of, you guys are a weird kind of Christian sect where you guys actually believe that things in the Bible can actually happen today. Everybody knows that, you know, that, that heaven doesn't do stuff anymore on earth. Right, right. <laughs> like the prayer of Jesus on earth as it is in heaven, it's metaphorical. <laughs> Right. Just keep going back to that oracle. <laughs> it's not. It's not for now. It's ah. Uh, but you guys, it's not. We're, we're not the fringe. Like this is. We are part of one of the fastest growing parts of Christianity. And and uh, when you look at all the stats that are coming in from all the evangelical kind of pullers, um, the nations right now are literally being transformed by people like us. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Where we That's literally moving. believe uh, in the power of heaven for today, and and it's literally the power of love, the power of of Christ's love for the nations. You know, everyone knows the the scripture verse John three sixteen. I mean, most people know it three sixteen, right? For God so loved the world, and yet, unfortunately, uh, you know, it's a, it's kind of like you'll know they are Christians by their not love. You know, but the <laughs> but Jesus said the prayer of Jesus in John chapter seventeen is like Father may people like people that don't believe in you or believe in me may they may they see our expression on the earth through the love of the community of christ through the church and um and so that's what we're that's what we're talking about we're talking about very real powerful dynamics that are changing people's lives on the earth um but it's all coming from a, a huge papa heart of i can't believe i just said that huge papa heart Anyways, yeah, we're, we're having fun. Tyler, it's so good to have you on the show, and we're going to go deeper um, when we come back. Yo, yo, you're listening to the Supernaturalist Radio Show. 
So Tyler, like, uh, uh, what kind of stuff are you like, like thinking? I mean, we we talked for a little bit about just as far as um, uh, uh, a theology of life and really kind of going after this thing of life abundantly. I always find it interesting, John ten, right? The enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Uh, Jesus said, "I've come that you would have life and life abundantly." And one of the things I like about you is that you have an ethic for not being content with death, with death not having the final the final word. But um, yeah. but like, what would you say to the living, right? Like like for for people that are actually alive right now, um, and are maybe like terrified of that day when they die, or maybe there there's almost like a fascination, or like even in the even in religious camps, there can be kind of like a death lust. I mean, maybe yeah. that's extreme, but you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. No, I totally. Agree. I think I think there's a flip flop that needs to happen with our thinking because because I think a lot of people are just like waiting to die uh, so that they can live. Like they think that there's some better deal on the other side. And I'm like, dude, Jesus prayed for heaven to come to earth. Like we should be experiencing bliss and joy and prosperity wow. on this side, right? Wow. Like we shouldn't wait to die so that we can finally live. You know, like we should be living now. Like let's enjoy the life given to us. Let's make the most of it. Like let's love as many people as we can while we're here. Like, like let's make an impact, you know? Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't think that, I don't think that we necessarily need to submit to death. Like people say it all the time, Jesus defeated death. I'm like, okay, well then why are we expecting to die? You know? Um, it just goes back to that whole metaphorical thing. It's like people just, they believe that he defeated death metaphorically. You know, it's like, no, like, he either defeated it or he didn't. And I, I think he defeated death. I, I think he won over all sin and over death. So you actually so. think that there's, there's a place where you can escape death? Um, I think we already have. I just think we what? need to believe it. <laughs> <laughs> now, brother, careful, brother. Right? Careful, brother. <laughs> you think we already have escaped death? Can you, can you break that down a little bit for us? Yeah. So it says without, without revelation, the people perish. Right. And if we don't, if we don't connect the dots to the fact that, you know, it says that the wages of sin is death. So what I like to ask people is I'm like, Hey, do you think that Jesus, when he died and rose again, like you've accepted Jesus as your savior or whatever you want to call it, you follow Jesus, right? You've had an encounter with God. You want him, right? Do you believe that he's made you 100%? Like he's taken all of your sin away. He's made you righteous, all that stuff. They, they nod. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, Cause they've been programmed to nod. Yeah, I believe that. Okay, so if you believe that he died for your sin, there's, you've been made righteous, and the wages of sin is death, then why are you expecting to die? Like, if he's taken away the wages of sin because he's taken away your sin, then there's no death. Why are you expecting to die? Wow. Uh, I mean, Adam and Eve themselves weren't created in the atmosphere of death, right? Like, right, right. They hadn't sinned, so there was no death. Um, and Jesus is called the second Adam. He restored us back to our original destiny, which was to fellowship with God unceasingly, right? To have union with the Lord and to, uh, to, to not have an end. There was no need for an end. Um, the end only, the end, like death, only entered the picture when sin did. And so, Jesus took away our sin. He's the second Adam. So, there's no reason why any believer should have to submit to that. You know, like, there's people even in the Bible that that uh, never experienced death, right? You've got Enoch, you've got Elijah, and there's like some other minor character in the New Testament. I forget what his, his name, but 
he ascended on high. He didn't die again to go back to heaven. I can't remember. Oh, his name is Jesus. That's right. So, oh yeah, it's like that guy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So I just don't think that the only way to get to heaven is through the door of death. Like I think that the way that we get to heaven is through the door of life, which is Jesus Christ. Wow. Right. So fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, I believe, um, that our theology dictates our biography, right? So totally. Uh, so when we believe something, it's going to dictate the way that we're leaving the way that we're living. So my question for you, Tyler is like, if you're, it sounds like you're kind of advocating for like, um, you know, this message of life abundantly or, or even as some would call it immortality. And it's definitely, uh, something that's that, that, that people are starting to talk about a lot more. Um, and, and it's also maybe, you know, I would, I would suspect fairly controversial. My question for you is this, here's my question. If you're going to subscribe to the possibility that it's, that it, that it's, it's, it's perhaps God's will that we would, um, not perish, but have everlasting life. Yeah. Uh, like, there you go. You you know, there so, you go. yeah. So if we were to actually believe that as far as yeah. our theology, how do you think that would affect the way we live practically? Versus the opposite, where we believe that everlasting life or life abundantly is just a metaphor. Yeah. I mean, I I think for me, it started with like the way that I talk about my life, you know, instead of being like, when I die, my kids get the house or whatever. Like I, I, I left that out of my vocabulary. You know, I didn't, that wasn't in my vernacular anymore. Uh, I started kind of thinking about like, well, long-term, what am I going to do? And I'm, when I'm 120, how are we going to be doing, you know, how are we going to be loving the earth at 150? It, It changes everything. Like you don't think of your life, as an 80 year blurp you think of uh you think of your life as something that's going to be long term and you think about legacy you know you think about not just your kids kids but your kids 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 i mean why why not you know um so i think a lot of it for me was my confessions like what i said you know life and death's in the power of the tongue so like I stopped declaring things about my life that had to do with end. Um, That's good, man. That's really good. Yeah. And then, you know, I mean, it affected, I would say it affected how we eat too. It affected, um, it affected uh, how I, you know, it affected everything, man. Like the way I talked to my mom, you know, my mom would say something and I'd be like, mom, you're going to be around. Like, you don't need to think you're going to, she's like 72. And I'm like, you, you got, you got tons of years left. Cause see people think, people think that they just are going to live to 90 and I'm like, let's help people get a vision for something greater. So, man, it's so good because how many times uh, have you heard or, or engaged with the kind of conversation where we say things like, I don't even want to, I don't even want to live to be 90 or 95. Like take, like I want to, you know, I mean, yeah, I, I've don't heard, raise me from the dead. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've heard those kind of, those kind of conversations. Like and it was actually when I was dating um, Andrea, uh, she, like she made me promise her that I would, that, that, that it'd be the goal to hit 120. And uh, I don't even know if she remembers that conversation. Um, That's good. Because that was, because basically what she said to me is, you know, I'm, I'm living my life in such a way where I'm going to see 120 good years, you know, yeah. on, 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 on the planet kind of thing. And I think it was important to her that I would live my life, that, that, that life would be a value of mine as well. Yeah. That's good. Uh, Dude, that's so wise of her. Yeah, I mean, like, so I'm wondering if she remembers that that conversation. But I remember I wanted to marry her so badly that I was like, "Baby, I will never die." (laughs) 
Come on. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I, I didn't even believe in immortality at the time, but I was like, hey, look, if we can get married. <laughs> Whatever works. <laughs> I'll go 125. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. But yeah, like what you were saying as far as like even eating better, the things that we're, that we're speaking over, uh, over ourselves that we're not word, you know, you get what you expect. Right. And so yeah, if, if your if your expectation is, is death, that certainly isn't going to be very healthy. And like, is if you're like, I'm just going to die anyways, you know, then you're going to, you're going to go for that third can of, uh, of cheesy whiz, you know, um, <laughs> totally. when maybe you should have had just a, a tablespoon. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Think about it though. Like you've got, we've got things, even people say like, Oh, nothing's for certain except death and taxes. You know, like we, Oh wow. Yeah. This yeah, is yeah, like, yeah. this is like instilled into us from the point of like the moment of consciousness, people are trying to tell you, you know, you're going to die. Like it's the thing is drilled into you all your life. Like that there's an end, that there's an end, that there's an end. And what if God is so good that like there's provision in the blood of Jesus for abundant life. It's like, what if he's the fountain of life? It's not some treasure marked on the spot of a, you know, treasure map, you know, some X that marks a spot, but it's actually Jesus. <laughs> come on, come on, come on. Yeah. So what it's do you think? Time. I mean, let's dive into the, the weeds here a little bit. I mean, what do you think about the the idea? Are you open to the idea that there are like um, the like ones that remain actually on the earth, like ever living ones? Um, there's stories of that. There's like the Maharishi of Mount Kaladesh um, that like Sundar Singh ran into up in the Himalayan mountains. He was like 400 plus years old. Um, I don't think what I'm talking about, we've gotten like a uh, a breakthrough worldwide yet. Like I think there's just forerunners and pioneers right now. Sure. But there's a there's a company of people that are going ahead and preaching preaching it because it says what is it? It says like faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So like it's got to be spoke by the prophets first, like it's got to be spoken out by these prophetic, you know, voices in the wilderness. And then people begin to accept it and begin to walk it out. And then it begins to manifest. So I think that there is a generation coming that will walk it out. It will happen. It's unavoidable. It doesn't matter how many religious devils want to stand in the way. It's going to happen. Um, and, uh, it's going to be glorious, man. It's going to be awesome. So there's definitely, definitely some, Definitely some uh, some ones that haven't passed away. You know, these this uh, this dude up in the Himalayas. You know, they never found his body. He was four hundred plus. He just got taken away like Enoch or Elijah. You know, maybe he he rode that that whirlwind up to up to the next realm. But uh, <laughs> well, it, it's yeah. I always I always think of this. I always you know Bobby Connor. He's you know he's a good friend and and it, and I always I always thought it was so brave of Bobby to tell the story where he had the encounter with, uh, with, with the guy that he called the one that remains, right? Like, and I don't know how old that guy would have been because that like bothers a lot of people, especially like people that are pretty like stuck on religion and that kind of thing. Um, are you still there? Yeah, totally. Okay, I don't bro, know that story. Oh, oh, oh you're, uh, you're, you, you went super quiet there. Yeah, yeah. Bob, Bobby had this had this uh, had this crazy encounter, and um, and uh, and the guy identified himself as uh, one of the ones that remain. I wish I, I could remember all all the details, but basically, the guy's like hundreds. I think over three hundred years old or something like that. And I hope I'm not, um, you know, getting that number wrong. But uh, but I certainly had to have some pastoral conversations with with various people that were uh, that were bothered by that story as well as uh, several people that are actually in ministry 
um, that, that don't necessarily care for that story either. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> you know, it's like that can't even be, ah, you know. <laughs> yeah, there's like, and one reason why it's hard for people is there's like four or five verses in the Bible that people misinterpret. And so they think that they have to die. Like they're, they're sure that that's a rule. Um, and so when you, when you kind of clear that up and you go through each, each one and you kind of, you kind of map out, you know, that's not what this is saying. Then suddenly faith enters a picture and people can start to be creative in their thinking and they start to, you know, they can start to actually believe, you know, I mean, that what's so cool is the world is believing for this. Like there's scientists out there right now pursuing this, like, scientists think that the person that's going to live to 150 has already been born. Like we're on our way to it. And the the question is, will the church participate in what God's doing in the earth or will they just ignore it? You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. We had Bob Jones uh, at Seattle Revival Center back in 2011, I believe it was. And, um, and our oldest at the time was uh, uh, just a couple years old. And um, he looked down at her. He was actually, pretty, he said it in the mic. He actually, he said from the stage, he looked down at her, said, uh, she, you know, pointing at Abigail, will be one of the ones, she will be of the of the generation that um, does not taste death. Um, and I remember thinking like, what? Like, did he just, did he just say that? Like, did he just say that my daughter's never going to die? And, um, and sure enough, he did. And I just thought that was pretty. That was pretty crazy, you know. I got chills when you said that, man. That was that was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just thought that was pretty. That was pretty wild. Well, awesome, Tyler. Let's do this. Let's go to one more commercial break, and then when we come back, we will try to bring this plane in for uh, for a smooth landing. Joining me today is Tyler Johnson. We spent the first half of the show talking about um, raising the dead. Literally, uh, the dude's got sixty to seventy somewhere in there. Literal, I keep saying literal, but actually, because this stuff is like mind blowing, it just kind of offends the mind. Uh, dead raising teams, and they've seen 20 people um, raised from the dead. Documentary made on it. The last half of the show, we've been talking about uh, a new benchmark of immortality and having life as the aim versus the expectation of, of death. And Tyler, I wanted to end the show. Just by catching, you know, there's so many people listening to the show that are that used to go to a Christian church for whatever reason. They're like, "Man, I'm done with that. I kiss yeah. the church goodbye," uh, and that is the the title of a of a lame book. I I, I wonder if it's the same guy that, that wrote the book. I kiss dating goodbye. Uh, <laughs> That'd be hilarious. I think it is actually, and I, unfortunately, I can't recommend either of those books. <laughs> I kiss both both those books goodbye. <laughs> but um, awesome. hey, so for those that have kissed the church goodbye and for right reason right like yeah, yeah. they've they experienced the lameness of the christian church dude what can you kind of say to to breed some hope um in the hearts of those who have given up on the institutional christian church yeah man i mean i would first say that when we get to heaven god's not gonna look at your church attendance to see how much reward you get you know it's like come on we, we get it. Like, if you're listening to us right now, like Darren and I both, we were in the church and ministering in the church, but we get, like, that you get, I mean, I've been burned by, if anyone, Christians, right? Like, we get that there's terrible things that happen uh, within the church. I personally still love the body of Christ a ton. Uh, the church has been terrible and beautiful to me, but we get where you're coming from. Like, we understand 
that there are injustices that go on. And um, I think, you know, more than anything, as someone that's from the church and in the church, like I would just personally say, I'm sorry for what you've been through. And um, I would really, really encourage you to forgive anyone that's hurt you because like, whether you, whether you um, are a Christian or not, like bitterness is a poison and it will ruin your life. Like, uh, and whether you're a Christian or not, I don't care. I want you to be blessed. Like I want you to experience a good life and have a, have a good life. And so whether you're a Christian or not, like forgive the people that burned you, And, um, and just remember that, um, you know, God's not disappointed in you. Like he totally delights in you. Like he completely and totally, um, just thinks the world of you and he's, he's still with you. Like, even though Christians who are the representative of God supposedly have burned you, like God has not left you. He's still with you. Wow. Wow. And, um, he loves you. So, yeah. Man, that, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So good. And let me just throw this out. I don't think I've ever actually done this on the show before, um, but this is actually a resource and it's not a resource of this show, but there's, um, there's a website. You can actually Google Global Legacy. Uh, just Google it, Global Legacy. And they actually have a church search and um, you can put in your zip code and pull up like all kinds of churches within your zip code. And this is what I tell you that just because the church is on there doesn't mean it's heaven on earth. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so what you should do is um, if the churches that are on that list, Check, go to them online first. Um, if they don't have a website, maybe find a church that does. <laughs> it's good for space. Yeah. And listen to their stuff online. Check out their what they're about online. And, and then if it looks good, go and check it out on a, on a Sunday. And go and visit just a bunch of places, you know. Uh, but I would say, like like Tyler said, it's not about church attendance, but there is something about community where you start engaging with people that are going after this stuff. And before you know it, like life starts to change and things start to come together. So like, um, I'm definitely a huge believer in, in community. And so, um, I thought that'd be a good resource just kind of throw out again, just Google global legacy, do a church search, put in your zip code and then, uh, just begin like investigation. And, um, Hey, I'm, I'm here to help as well. And so, you know, shoot me off an email and, and I'll, I'll investigate some places for you. And, you know, let me know how I can, how I can help because it's, it's really our heart here at the supernaturalist radio show, to see people that have been uh, traditionally isolated, really reconnected into healthy environments where they can really be restored and that kind of thing. Tyler, I, I think it'd be amazing, bro, if you, if you would just kind of close the show up just by like Dude. praying for us, man, just like releasing some totally. prayers um, and uh, releasing some presence, some glory. Dude, totally. And you know what you were just saying? There are authentic people out there. <laughs> like you can find them. It's, <laughs> You'll That's find a good it. word. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sweet. Well, uh, Jesus, we just thank you for everybody listening. Right now, we just ask for just uh, just the heavy, weighty <laughs> glory and love of God just to encapsulate that person. Just drape yourself over them in peace right now, Holy Ghost, like a blanket. Yeah. In Jesus' name. I just feel like there's someone out there, too, that you, um, you are trying to kick um, a serious addiction. Um, and right now, I just uh, pray the peace of God over you. And Lord, we just break off a spirit of addiction in Jesus' name over their life. We pray for total freedom Hmm. in Jesus' name that you would restore them to their initial destiny and you'd heal their body in Jesus' name. Yeah. Anyone else that's listening with just depression, just release that right now to Jesus. Like, just let it go and let God just fill you with like his hope and his joy and his peace right now in Jesus' name. 
Lord, we just thank you for your healing power, for your love. We just thank you for your presence. Lord, we just declare over everybody that's listening that God is with you. He's for you. Yes. He doesn't feel condemnation towards you. And he's proud to have you as a son or a daughter. Like he's not ashamed of you as a father. Uh, yeah, let the love of God just be with every listener today. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Everyone, write down these dates, September 13th, 14th, and 15th. It's a free uh, conference. No registration. Um, we won't card you at the door. Uh, all, it's, it's an all-age show. <laughs> um, it's it's, uh, it's going to be, there's going to be some heavy whack on this thing. It's um, Tyler Johnson, the guy that you've been hearing today. It's uh, Godfrey Bertil, who's actually a musician and one of the, he's one of the most fun worship leaders he leads like nursery songs for adults. It's like, it's, it's like, the, it's the craziest. It's, it's just awesome. I, I, I have no words. I mean, I think I described it pretty good. Yeah. Uh, and then John Scotland, who literally, um, uh, has never drank a drop of alcohol in his life, but he gets drunk in, uh, with supernatural wine. <laughs> Come on. You're like, what? Yeah, guys, this stuff actually happens. And, um, and, and we, there are these environments where literally the whole room gets drunk on supernatural wine. So that we're going to be doing that for three days, <laughs> two nights, and you're invited to be a part September 13th to the 15th It's called, um, the apple of his eye conference. And that's going to be a lot of fun. So make sure that you, um, get your plane tickets now to Seattle because it, it definitely be worth flying in for Tyler. You're amazing, bro. Thanks so much for being on the show. Let's definitely do this again. Sounds good, man. And everybody else, don't forget, no matter what you've done, you are absolutely and deeply loved. Until next time, peace out. Podcasts are definitely trending right now. There are so many brand new podcasts that are hitting the market, and I think that iTunes is kind of overwhelmed. And one of the ways that iTunes aggregates what's hip and relevant from the rest of the noise that's hitting the web is through ratings and reviews. A bunch of you have already taken the time to leave a rating and a review of this podcast. And I just wanted to say thanks. You guys are incredible, and you're so supportive, and I love you. And if you haven't had a chance to take that minute or two to leave a review. If you do that, that'd be incredible. And I've created a shortcut to get you there. It's thedarrenshow.com. That's thedarrenshow.com. You can give it one star, and that means that you think it's kind of lame. Or you can give it five stars, and that means that you think this thing be dope, be tight, be off the chain. So if you would take the minute or two to leave a review, that would be mighty fine of you. Again, it's thedarrenshow.com. Thanks, guys.